Good morning, everyone. Welcome to your D1T in 5 for the morning of Tuesday, July 27th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. Missouri AD Jim Sterk has two years left on his original seven-year deal, but announced to athletic department employees by email last night that he would step down, quote, once a new leader is found. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch's Dave Matter writes, quote, Several sources strongly stated that Sterk's announcement was not connected to any controversy or single incident. But there's some thought among university officials, according to multiple high-ranking sources, that Sterk's departure gives MU the chance to hire a more dynamic leader to confront some of the major changes coming to college sports, and especially within the Southeastern Conference, from name, image, and likeness rules, NCAA decentralization, and expected expansion to the college football playoff model and SEC membership. Yahoo's Pete Thamel tweets, quote, Quick thought on the Missouri AD job. The uncertainty of realignment from the OU and Texas move could improve the candidate pool at Missouri. Entrenched Big 12 ADs will be more willing to listen with that league's issues. Nebraska missed on a few Power 5 ADs. Mizzou has a better shot. On the potential realignment front, Iowa State President Dr. Wendy Winterstein and Cyclones AD Jamie Pollard addressed supporters via a nearly seven-minute video. Pollard said, quote, I think all Cyclones fans need to understand it's not time to panic. Our industry is in a complete state of flux, and quite frankly, every institution should be evaluating where they are and how things are going to look as this landscape continues to change. This will not be solved anytime soon. The next four years will be a long, bumpy, and challenging road for everybody in college athletics. Oklahoma State President Dr. Casey Shrum tweeted, quote, It is difficult to understand how an Oklahoma institution of higher education would follow the University of Texas to the determent of the state of Oklahoma. Nevertheless, we are turning our eyes to the future and looking at what is best for Oklahoma State University. Texas Tech President Lawrence Chauvinek wrote in a statement, quote, Rest assured that as we move forward, we will continue to spare no effort to strengthen our position within intercollegiate athletics, engage our fan base, position the university for success, and provide the financial means to sustain our athletic programs at the highest level. Kansas State President Richard Myers and AD Gene Taylor said in a statement, quote, Kansas State University and the additional seven members of the Big 12 Conference are eager to collaborate and position ourselves for continued success. Our fans should know that every effort is being made to put Kansas State and the Big 12 Conference in the best position moving forward. USA Today's Steve Berkowitz lays out the potential financial upside for the SEC that could approach $1.3 billion annually as a leak, a figure that's similar to the NCAA's per-year revenue mark. Yahoo's Dan Wetzel tweets, quote, As discussed on the podcast, hearing little to no interest in expansion from Big Ted sources. No need to make a move. There is talk of a scheduling agreement with the Pac-12, a rotation of non-conference games. No, Ohio State and Michigan aren't leaving. The Athletics' Andy Staples argues the Big Ten should add USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal if Commissioner Kevin Warren, quote, is the type of person who isn't worried about the established order, he could make a move that would honor his league's tradition and its collection of academic firepower and make everyone more money. Then there's this from the Orlando Sentinel's Mike Bianchi, who writes, quote, beleaguered Big 12 needs UCF more than UCF needs the Big 12. His thesis reads, quote, and if I've written it once, I've written it a million times. UCF would be a boon for the Big 12, both geographically and demographically. Adding UCF would give the Big 12 a name-brand football program located smack dab in the middle of the state of Florida, the third largest state in the country and one of the most fertile recruiting hotbeds in the nation. It wouldn't be a stretch to say that UCF might suddenly become the Big 12's most attractive television draw. 
One Team Partners Senior Vice President of Licensing, Malika Underwood, pens for Athletic Director Yu on the benefits and implementation of group licensing in the NIL era. Of particular note, quote, co-branded group licensing will benefit a broad base of athletes and generate incremental revenue for schools to enhance the experience across all sports. If done right, the overall college licensed product market, which has been single-digit year-over-year growth for about a decade, will grow exponentially. You don't need a union to get the benefits of a collective group rights program. What's needed is an unbiased third party representing the athlete's group rights. The broad-based aggregation of rights across schools is necessary if we're to see athletes integrated into licensed products in a meaningful way. And in personnel news, Temple AD Fran Dunphy goes with Ohio State Director of Student-Athlete Engagement Prince Moody for the OWL's newly created position of Associate AD for Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Student-Athlete Development. ULM AD Scott McDonald brings Vice President for Academic Affairs Dr. Alberto Ruiz over from campus with the title of Associate AD for Student-Athlete Excellence. He officially began on July 1st. And Colorado AD Rick George promotes Associate Head Coach Anthony Wynn Pham to Women's Tennis Head Coach. Pham had been serving as the interim since July 1st. That's your D1T at 5 for the morning of Tuesday, July 27th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here this evening.